a new virtual reality you can smell, and a DNA-based diet are just a touch of what you'll hear about next on The Techno-Optimist with Teresa Carey, a senior writer at Freethink. This is The Techno-Optimist. I'm Teresa Carey. Each week I'll share the latest news on how technology is solving some of the world's biggest problems, even the problems that technology itself may have caused. My colleague Jesse Damiani, also a senior writer at Freethink, is joining me today to talk about a story he wrote about next-level aromatherapy using virtual reality. He wrote that a VR startup called OVR announced a new platform that augments the VR experience with smells. It's called the Inhale Wellness Platform. So Jesse, uh, most people associate virtual reality with the, the goggles that you wear and the video games you play. Um, mostly a visual, visual experience. How is OVR able to incorporate smell? So OVR has a device called Ion, and Ion includes in it vials of scent that are correlated to the virtual environment and even to virtual objects. And they claim that they can shoot out smells in 0.1 millisecond bursts and can change those scents in 20 milliseconds. So essentially what's happening is you have this attachment the, the ion device to the bottom of the VR headset that sprays these scents. And as things change, within 20 milliseconds, they can shift that sort of like olfactory landscape that you're engaging with. So I also read in the article that OVR is using this with a specific virtual reality experience of the Pacific Island of Samoa. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so the experience is called Shifting Homes. Samoa is, is uh, an island nation under threat of sea level rise. And so this experience is, um, in, you go from the, a, virtual, a virtual representation of the space that's you know, beautiful and sunny and you're getting those beach smells um, to versions, imagined sort of realities uh, in which climate catastrophe is you know, wreaking havoc on, on that island. You smell the ozone in the air when lightning strikes you smell when a nearby building is on fire. I'm really excited to try this experience from the way people have described it. Um, I haven't had a chance to yet, but it sounds like a really powerful use for using smell to, to evoke the sense of a space and a place in a way that pure visuals don't. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for having me. And I never thought I'd be talking about diets on this newscast. I mean, diet advice changes with the decades. I remember eating cheeseless pizza during that fat-free fad. Thanks, Dad. But if we've learned anything from these fads, it isn't how to eat better. It's that there's no one-size-fits-all diet. But now there's a growing field called nutrigenomics. It aims to provide people with personalized lifestyle guidance based on, get this, their DNA. These are genetic tests that claim to give insight into personalized gene-based nutrition. It's kind of like 23andMe or Ancestry.com. You send your saliva into a lab and you receive a gene-based analysis that is intended to help you learn what foods to eat that will switch on or off specific genes. It can help with an understanding of what foods might affect weight loss or immune functions or a predisposition to disease. I'll give you an example of what kinds of genes the test looks into. A 2006 study looked at coffee and heart attack risk in relation to a specific gene variant. This gene variant is associated with how well the body metabolizes caffeine. 
The researchers from University of Toronto found that having a particular version of the gene means that the body metabolizes caffeine slowly, and for this group of people, excessive coffee consumption may increase their risk of heart attack. So if you're a coffee lover, maybe it would be nice to know if you carried that gene. If a person tests positive for that gene variant, the recommendation would be to consume no more than two cups of coffee per day instead of the standard four-cup limit. But the field is still a bit of a wild west, and some companies make claims that are really just a well, creative interpretation of a scientific study. That's why one test, called Nutrigenomics, but spelled with an X, they want to be the gold standard for research-based tests, so their test is only administered through a healthcare practitioner, while other tests are directed to the consumer. So if you want to try a DNA-based diet, that's something to be cautious about. But I'm sure we'll be hearing more about the field of nutrigenomics. Thanks for listening to The Techno-Optimist. I'm Teresa Carey, a senior writer at Freethink. The music is provided by Alex Jurgensen, and I'll see you next week.